by raised hand. Any unspoken needs tonight? Amen. Amen. All over. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and we're so humbled by Your sweet Spirit. Lord, I'm truly thankful tonight, God, for the blessings that You've poured out on us even this very day. I would ask You, Father God, if it be Your will, that You would meet the needs and answer the petitions we render to You on behalf of all the names that have been spoken. All the special prayer needs, Lord, some of people that we've never met, some of people we've met just a few times, and some we've known most of our lives. I would pray, Father God, tonight that You would just put Your hands of grace and peace and healing upon each and every one of them. We think of those whom have lost loved ones, Lord, one of our very own here tonight, Father, as they, as they shared a visitation tonight as well as again in a few days uh, for another loss of another loved one, Father, in the same week. I would just pray, Father God, You'd be near and dear to them and I pray You would comfort them and and the families, Lord, that have lost loved ones, Father, due to tragedies and circumstances, Father, I would ask You to bless them and I ask You to bring comfort and peace upon them. Lord, You tell us in Your Word that You'll never leave us and You'll never forsake us. And Lord, we claim that and we trust that this day and each day of our life as we live. pray You bless Your Word tonight, God. May You take it and use it and nurture it so that we may receive it under ourselves. God, most of all, may You be praised and through it, Father, and through this worship hour and this time, may You be glorified. Lord, I pray for those whom are lost that will hear this message tonight. and Pray, Father God, that You would just bring them to salvation. Let them know clearly, Lord, how much You love them and what price has been paid for their souls. And until the day, Lord, that You call us home, may You find each of us that are here this day to be faithful, to be doing Your work and doing Your will. For I ask it all and I pray in the name above all names. Tonight I come and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your New Testament Bibles with you tonight, I'm going I'm to read a couple of verses out of the uh, New Testament a little bit later, but I'm going to start in the Old Testament. Psalm 91 is going to be the primary text tonight. So if you would turn with me in the Old Testament book of Psalm 91, I'm going to share with you some very familiar scripture and text that all of us as Christians, adults, since we were probably very young, we heard, we heard taught, we heard teached uh, in our Sunday school classes as well as from the pulpit. I'm going to read it through. We're looking at 16 verses. I'm going to read through those 16 verses, and then we'll begin to expound upon them. Verse 1 of Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High it shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. 
a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. In verse 8, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in thy hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, and shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. In verse 16, With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. May God tonight bless the reading of his word. Looking through and learning through this text in this chapter 91, uh, most scholars, most scholars do not agree on the author of this text. And we know it was inspired by the word of God, no question. But who penned this text, this chapter, this Psalm 91? There's many that say it was penned by Moses. Uh, there's also many that say that it was penned by David because of the similarity of the writings of David. As I look through and as I study through this text of these 16 verses out of this chapter, it seems based on chapter 90 that we would understand that more than likely, although not for sure, Moses probably was the author of the text. As we see a lot of similarities in the beginning verse of Psalm 90 and also in Psalm 91. just want to add that, although we know not for sure whom the author was. If we look in verse 1, the text says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, let's look at verse 1 carefully. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Clearly, what's being spoken of there is a place of refuge that, beloved, you and I go to at a time of need. A refuge that we go to at a time of need. For it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place, that's one whom stays often in that secret place. Being your prayer closet would be a secret place as a similar example. But it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, for there to be a shadow cast upon you, beloved, or upon me, it means that the sun or the light has been blocked from above us. You know, I don't know of anything that blesses me any more than to know that our God in heaven is intercessing for everything that goes on in your life and mine. Everything that goes on. If we look in verse 2, we read, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Almost exactly what we just interpreted from verse 1, praise God. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. I want to say this if I can, and I, and I want it to be interpreted correctly. Is 
I don't know of a reason that anybody would this day and time ever even want to wake up and put their feet on the floor without knowing that God is your refuge. This whole world is so bizarre and so unfamiliar many times each and every day. Uh, if you don't believe it, just open up a newspaper or listen to the evening news. Uh, there's things that goes on that we never would imagined even five years ago that could be taking place, but they're taking place now in a commonplace even. And some people really don't bat an eye anymore about the things that you see or the news that you listen to or read because of the chaos in this sin-cursed world. He says in verse 3, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Pestilence being, obviously, the things that would come against us. Anything that would come against us. If we look at the first part of verse 3, Surely he shall deliver thee. Praise God. He didn't say that he would stand there beside you. He said he would deliver you. Praise his name. I'm thankful that God can and God does, beloved, every day deliver us from the snares and the pestilence of the things that are in our life. I don't know how it would be if everything every day, uh, let's look at this if we can. Maybe yesterday was one of the worst days you may have imagined. And, and maybe through thinking through yesterday and the memories of yesterday or, or even last week or even maybe six months past. We stop and think about the negative things in that. But you know what? We don't have to dwell on those negative things. And we don't have to dwell about the pestilence that was then or the pestilence and the, and the snares that were now. But, beloved, we can look and know that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God will and God has and God continues to protect and bless us and carry us through these battles that we walk. Thank God we don't walk them alone anymore as a believer, do we? He says in verse 4, His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. His truth. Where we know there is one point of focus on the truth of God is the Word of God. So many times I think we're always looking for truth. Uh, many times with the technical work that I do uh, as my vocation, uh, many times I'm always looking for the truth of what caused a problem to occur or looking for the truth of what maybe uh, circumvented the problem or what maybe precursored the problem before it actually happened that allowed me the understanding and the knowledge and the tools to troubleshoot what caused a particular thing to fail. You know, in our life every day, we have things that fail, but we never recognize what is the point of failure. Beloved, if there's one thing today that we can have hold to as a child of God is in fully knowing that if we trust God and we live our lives with our whole heart, regardless of the depth of the despair and the pestilence that you and I could walk in or do walk in each day and the sadness and the darkness, we can just know by faith and we stand in knowing that God declares that we'll never walk in any of this alone. That He'll be with us. David, as a shepherd, penned Psalm 23. He said, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And you know, in that comfort, I think we need so much more of that same comfort today in our lives, don't you? 
I know each day as I pray, I pray for God to bring forth comfort and peace into my spirit. You know, I'm going to be around enough negative when I walk out into the world and go out the door. Amen? I don't want to have others to just trot on me and, and the world to kind of beat me up and, and chew me down and, and spit me out, if you will. For I begin each day in prayer and I begin each day seeking God to help me, Lord God, to do and to be what you want me to do and be. And Lord, help me whenever this pestilence and help me, Father, when all this darkness may come against me, because I want you to know if you walk close to the Lord, it will come against you each and every day you live. Amen. It says in verse five, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day, a lot like we just spoke, the nights. You know, I hear so often from people that I have prayer with over the phone. Some live in all over this blessed United States we live in, and, and I read a lot of emails and, and letters and things of such, and, and a lot of them, they seem to fear the night. Fear the night. And I hear and read letters many times and hear people speak about how long their nights are. How long their nights are. And so I always ask a question, why is your night so long? What makes your night so long? What causes the difference between dusk and dawn to be so lengthy in your life? And almost always, beloved, the answer is the same because I was unable to find peace. I was unable to find peace. And you know, that peace that we talk about that we need to seek after, whether it be daytime or night, beloved, is only one source of that peace. It has to come from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 7, A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Praise God. What the Lord God is showing us in these verses, beloved, is it doesn't matter how many times things come against us in a day or a night. The Lord God is still there, still strong, still steadfast, and still able to protect us. Praise His name. It says in verse 8, Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Now, that was a verse there as I studied through this text. Lord, show me your meaning in that. I want to interpret. I want to understand this correctly. Again, verse 8. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. What that's speaking of is the grace of God. The grace of God. God's amazing grace. You know, tonight here before the service, you, you sang that beautiful old hymn, Amazing Grace. And I praise God for that song, one of my most favorite songs in the world. But as we sing Amazing Grace and as we understand the grace that is so amazing in the eyes of God, there's one thing that's always prevalent. It's renewed each and every day in our lives. There's not a day goes by that God doesn't continue to renew His blessings and His grace upon each and every one of us. You see, what grace is, beloved, in its purest form is unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. What do we understand by the word unmerited and favor? Well, unmerited meaning we surely don't deserve it, but favor meaning we received it anyhow. 
God still provided it unto us. It says here in verse 9, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. Verse 11, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. What he's saying there, beloved, is it doesn't matter whom you see around you. It doesn't matter the circumstances that you find around you. What the Lord God is showing us here is that no matter what the situation is, He's going to provide the resources that we need so that we can overcome the enemy in the battle. We can overcome that enemy in that battle. Here we speak in verse 10, There shall no evil beguile thee. Uh, Therefore, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, being the lion being the lion of the, of the forest and the adder being of the serpent. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under thy feet. In other words, the word testifies, beloved, it doesn't matter how big that infirmity is in your life or is standing before you, it will be under the feet of God because He'll trample over that evil as He approaches it. Praise His name. And we have to keep in mind and remember in this text, where are we when God is doing this? He's walking with us. Praise His name. He's never left us. He's walking right beside us. He's got His hand upon us. And we're sitting there witnessing the fact that God is trampling over these pestilences in our life, these things that are causing us to be bound, these things that are causing us to be weak, these things that are causing us to be shy and timid about whether we'll ever overcome them or not. You see, if there's one verse, beloved, in the Word of God that's so true we need to hang on to, is that the meek shall inherit the earth. And the power of God shall be manifested within the weakness of our spirit. You see, if we walk and we stand and we do things on our own accord and we we ourselves are always looking to say, well, I believe I can overcome, Lord, to this point. And, and Lord, I know You want me to do the very best I can. And Lord, I'm going to be strong. And Lord God, I'm going to be steadfast. And, and Father God, I'm going to do the very best I can to do what I need to do as I need to do it. But you know what we find ourselves doing, beloved? We find ourselves doing what we think is within our power and our strength to do it. But yet, God has to intervene because He knows what our true strengths are. I think so many times we always stop and think, well, Lord, if I can't handle the need, or Lord, if I can't handle this trial that I have in my life, Lord, I'll call upon You first. Well, beloved, I want you to know you got the cart in front of the horse. You've got it turned around if that's the way you walk every day and live your life. When you feel anything coming against you, if you feel any adversity coming against you, any darkness coming against you, the first place that you'll probably find it will be in your mind. Because Satan loves to work in our heads 
loves to work in our minds, loves to approach our minds with things that He knows will easily defeat us. Why does He approach our minds? Because He knows if He defeats our minds and our spirits, He defeats our heart. And He knows if our heart and our mind are defeated, then He knows as well we'll fall unto the grips of Satan. Because we'll lose sight of whether or not God is truly walking with us or not. We'll lose sight. And you know, as I say that, I stop and think of things in my life. And I know you probably are thinking of things in your own lives where that's been so true all this many years that we've lived. Looking at verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. It's a powerful verse. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, he being God, charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. Thy ways being the Lord's ways, not our ways. And I think it begs to understand right here that each of us, beloved, every day, so many times we still, 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 still struggle and still try to do things the way we want to do things, even though we know it's not what the Word of God shows and teaches. Amen. Or oh me. Because each and every one of us always want to rely first upon our own strength and our own might. But we'll find so quickly... If it continues day by day, we'll find that we'll fall into the grasps and the pestilence of the Satan and of the enemy because he'll eventually work and work and work as he is relentless, beloved, and he'll never leave you alone. He'll continue, continue each day to work against you and to work towards you, your mind and your spirit. You just have to give it to the Lord and say, Father God, Go to Him in prayer, beloved. Just stop what you're doing as soon as you feel anything coming against you and just stop then and there and, and say, Satan, you need to flee in the name of Jesus. You're not welcome here. And, 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 and know that He has defeated that Word because the Word is not your power as you speak, beloved, but it's because of the name of Jesus Christ, the name above all names. And you know... At that point, you need to bow and you need to pray. You need to ask God to provide strength and grace. Pray believing. So many times I think we pray and say, God, if it, it, I don't know, God, if you want me to, but Lord, I, I know I can't go on no further. Beloved, I want you to know today and every day that if you feel like you're at that point in desperation, I want you to know God don't want you to live there. God don't want you to waller there. God don't want you to sleep there. God don't want you to sit there and have a night where all you're stopping and thinking about is all the negative memories and the negative things that went on in the past days. God wants you to be filled with His Spirit and His love and His grace and know that His power is above all things that could come against you or me in this world. His power. If we look in verse 12, they shall bear thee up 
in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet, meaning the power of God being manifested in each circumstance. Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me. I want you each to say that with me one time tonight. Would you say that with me? Because He has set His love upon me, therefore will I deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He hath known my name. Wow! God knows your needs. He counts the hairs upon your heads. And He knows your name. And still we find trouble trusting God. Amen? God, help us, I pray, every day. Help me, Lord, to be strong. But not, Lord, the strength that I have in my physical being. Lord, let my strength come welling up from within me through Your power and through the Holy Spirit of God. Verse 15, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. If there's one area in our lives, even as the most devout Christian believer that you've ever met, that we fall so short in is in knowing that we many days do not take the time to listen for the still, small voice of God. The still, small voice of God. You see, I read nowhere in God's Word where God yells at anyone about a circumstance. He still speaks today to those whom listen to Him. He still speaks today to the hearts of those whom have given their whole heart to them. You see, so many times I think we want to allow ourselves to just be sitting still and hopefully if we're still, the danger will pass by. But beloved, surely that's not what God calls on us to do. God, beloved, calls on us to call upon Him. And let what we felt was our battle become God's. We need to bring it to the altar. We need to leave it there. Yes, that's the hardest thing you'll ever do. But if you can't leave it there, stay on your knees there with it until you feel like you've had victory. Did you hear what I said? If you can't leave it there at the altar, stay on your knees until the Lord shows you victory through it. The last verse 16, and I close. With long life will I satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. With long life. I'm surrounded by people that are many times older than I. I'm thankful for that. I give God praise for your ages. But you know, if there's one thing that I find as I grow older... I find as well, 
I become more centered in the way that I myself want to live my life. Amen or oh me. Because every one of us seem to center down in the center tracks of our life and say, well, this is the way I've done it. This is the way I used to do it. This is the way I'm doing it today. And this is the way I just as soon keep on doing it. Well, let me ask you, where is God in all that statement? Where does God fit in all that statement? Are you still doing as God had called upon you to do many years past? I trust so. Are you still doing today? Are you still praying? Are you still trusting God to show you and to help you through the trials today just as He did 40, 50, 60, 80, 90 years ago? I trust you are. I trust I am in my walk. With long life, will I satisfy Him and show Him my salvation? What God's asking there is will you let others see the strength of God within you? Will you allow others to see the strength of God within you? I didn't say your strength. Don't misinterpret. I didn't say your strength. I didn't say my strength. Just like it says in the text, with long life will I satisfy Him, being God, and show Him, being God, my salvation. You know, we have to stop and look at that word salvation. The word before salvation uh, makes it become very personal, for it speaks of my salvation. My salvation. You know, it's one thing that I find with many Christians that I'll talk with and witness to is many times people don't take ownership of what God's done for them. Many times people do not take ownership of what God has done for them in their lives. I don't know why that is. I know all of us at times have doubt about many things in our life. In fact, everything in our lives, including me. I'm standing at the front of the bus when I say this. But if you look here and show Him my salvation, the text reads. Show God what He has allowed you and your life and your witness to become. Amen? Let God, let the others, let those around you see what God has been able to mold you and shape you into being. Because so many times I think we, we want others to see us and see what we're about. But what about what God's molding us to be? You see, we have to stop and think, beloved, that what God chooses to do is to mold every one of us in His own image. Amen? That's how we were created. The world seems to distort our figure. The world seems to distort our mannerisms. The world seems to distort the trust and the hope and the grace that God's already given us. And he says it and brings it down to this one simple, this simple words, and show him my salvation. Let God see that you're fully trusting him. You see, God already knows your heart. You see, I think many times we lose sight of knowing that no matter what you think or what you say or what you do, you kind of act like you can hide it from everybody. And sometimes you can. 
But, beloved, there's nothing you'll ever hide from God. There's nothing out of the sight of God's eyes. Nothing. And everything, according to the Word of God, that's been done in your life and mine has been recorded, recorded by God. And one day, we'll stand before God in judgment. And we'll give a full account of what life we have lived. And I give God all the praise and the glory and the honor in knowing that today, in this day, that He is my Lord and He is my Savior. But also, I have to stop and look every day how much still I'm a babe in Christ as I seek after the fullness of God each and every new day that God blesses me with. You see, beloved, if we've forgotten, we need to remember every new day that we live is a gift by God given unto each of you, not because we deserve it, but because of God's amazing grace and His wonderful, wonderful love that He has for us. Now, I don't know where anyone that hears this message tonight, anyone in this place tonight, I don't know where you're walking tonight. I don't know how this message makes application to your life and your needs. I don't know. But I sure know one thing. If we can't find peace and if we can't find solace in the Scripture in this text, then we really haven't given the Lord our whole heart. Because you see, if there's anything, even a small bit, a small piece of real estate in your heart that you haven't turned over, if there's anything that you've not confessed sins before God, that can surely be turned into a devil's trumping ground, can't it? And He can take that little thing and He always does amplify it so large that not only does it destroy your life, but it also causes embarrassment and can destroy the lives of everyone, beloved, whom knows you. Amen? Just because of that one little unconfessed sin, that one little unconfessed need that we have, that we haven't fully, fully, fully given it all over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we trust Him, we'll give it all to Him, praise His name. But you see, we've got to be there first. We've got to be to the point of trusting Him with everything. We have to not look at ourselves and say, well, I know I'm weak and I know I'm beaten and I know I'm battle-scarred. You know what, if you want to say that, you can look in the mirror around this room and every one of us can say the same thing and be completely accurate in the fact of knowing that all of us are battle-scarred. Every one of us have been in our own trials even this very day. But I want you to know tonight that you and I, if you're a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have a hope and a promise like no one else. Jesus Christ today, if He's Lord of your life, He'll never allow these things to come against you that He won't walk with you through them. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, David said. You see, we have to have that strength and we have to have that confidence that David penned and that this psalmist pinned. Otherwise, each and every day we'll find ourselves to be beaten back and beaten down. 
And that's not. That's not part of the price that was paid on the cross. You see, the price that was paid on the cross, beloved, was paid in full so that you and I and all in this world whom call upon Jesus Christ as Lord can be victorious through our battles. I trust that's where you walk tonight. I trust anything that's that's overbearing in your life tonight that you've given it to Him and you're, you just laid it at His feet and you're just trusting Him to work through it. He will if you let Him. I can testify He will if you'll let Him. Thousands and thousands of people that you'll talk to in your life we may meet, if they would testify, they would say, He will if you'll let Him. I ask you a simple question tonight and we pray. Are you willing to let Him? Are you willing to trust Him? Are you willing to allow the Lord Jesus Christ tonight to walk with you through your battles and your fiery trials each day? He desires to. He desires to more than we can ever understand. Father, we're grateful and we're so thankful for the privilege you blessed us with to come this day and share this powerful truth. I pray, God, that you'll speak and continue to speak even after we've left the building, long after the lights are off and the doors are locked. I pray, Father God, that you would just allow it to continue to allow us to grow in you. Allow us, God, each and every day to just be stronger in our faith and and be stronger, God, as we walk, knowing that you're walking with us. Thank you, Lord, for being our strength. And thank you, Lord, for being our buckler. Thank you, Father God, for always walking with us and never leaving us and never forsaking us. Thank you for keeping your hands upon us. Father God, may your righteous right hand, Father, always bring forth might and peace and strength and grace in each of a believer's heart. Father God, if there be anyone tonight that's heard this message that are lost, I would pray before it's eternally too late, God, that you would draw them unto you. Lord, I know so many times it seems like that we are always wandering around trying to find might and trying to find strength in the things of this world. But Lord, we know so surely and so truly that there's only one source of strength and that's in our Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, speak to the hearts of the people. Draw them unto you, Father God. Save their souls from their sins before it's eternally too late. And we'll give you praise and glory, God, and honor for all things. We ask all things and we pray all things this day and each day. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. 
www.thepeopleofgod.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer. <laughs>